Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace here with the Mutt and Jeff. As well. Here's the way this went down, okay? Like, just before we started recording, Wendell said something like, we're like the Mutt and Jeff, and I said, who? And Wendell said, you don't know who Mutt and Jeff is? And I said, no, I don't. And, he also uh, didn't know who Amos and Andy are. So. Well, I've heard of Amos and Andy, I feel like, but... but but Mutt and Jeff, I have not. Mutt and Jeff. I feel like right. I'm saying it. Mutt and Jeff. Mutt like, and Jeff. You know, right. Mutt and like Jeff. one person. Mutt and Jeff. Yeah. So who yeah. are Mutt and Jeff? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. They were two cartoon characters back when they had cartoons in the paper. Yeah. In the Sunday paper. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kind of like and Heckle Jeff. and Jekyll. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Heckle and yeah, Jekyll Heckle, are? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The crows, right? Yeah, crows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So, All right. Oh, yeah. sorry. Mystery Good. solved. Mystery solved. Right. The Mutt and Jeff of... Yeah, Broadway and out at Methodist Church. We actually used to like walk out in the yard and pick up a piece of paper and take the rubber band off and unfold <laughs> right. it and look for the comic section, right? And read actual comics that required, you know, that you had to understand how to read and right. interpret, interpret the pictures, uh, right? It was artistic artwork. expression, yeah, exactly. So it wasn't so. a strip; it was just like one thing. No, it was a strip. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was the big Sunday morning uh, activity. Get the paper, read the comics. Did yep. you have to walk uphill to Both get ways. the Twice. paper? Right. Yep. Twice. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah. yeah. A mile. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're getting and them the country now. roads, sometimes a little further than a mile. <laughs> it was pretty rough. And fight off vicious packs of dogs. And right. Just to get the newspaper. Slop the pigs on the way down. Yep. And here you Feed are. Feed the cow on the way back. Yep, here we are. And here you are. Yep. Sitting Stalwart. with this newfangled technology. Right. <laughs> Too crusty old man. <laughs> I'm not sure what crusty means. Weird word. <laughs> it is a weird word. It means you can't move very fluidly. Oh, okay. That would work, wouldn't it? Uh, whatever you say, Mutt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, you're free to say whatever. Oh, I just segued into our That's right. topic today. Yeah. Um, Sunday morning, I talked about the movie Gladiator being a great movie. Well, I don't. This is a spoiler alert, but if you have, have you seen Braveheart? Oh, yeah. At the end of Braveheart, uh, when he's being torn to pieces, he screams one word. Freedom. Freedom. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, Not necessarily in that context, but in the context of grace. Um, This idea that, uh, and Wendell said this, Jesus says that he came to set us free. And so one of the impacts or effects or functions of grace is to set us free in this idea that uh, I think we all have these expectations of what we should be uh, or even what we could be or what we want to be uh, and grace is but those expectations pretty soon become burdens that we tote around in our backpack or are a standard that we measure ourselves by and there's and they become chains on us uh, that keep us from exploring life, and so grace is this is this experience where God, just being Himself, loves us, is present with us, and is involved in our lives right where we are. Not when we get the shoulds and the coulds and the wants figured out, but just as I am, right where I am, this grace finds me, and it sets me free from those expectations in order to explore. The possibilities that life has for me to to live out this adventure that uh, God intended for us to experience, and so some of that has to do with freedom, that kind of freedom. 
Uh, and I think you had some ideas about uh, how we experience as God being himself and, and how we respond to that by being ourselves and what that does. Right, but it, that's the vertical of it. The horizontal of it would be if, if, well, he, he, in that same context that you just quoted, I think that's in John, where he, he says, "You'll know the truth, and yeah, the truth will right, set you free." Right. And and I always thought that was conceptual or theological truth, but I really have come to believe that that's truth about myself. Right. And we've said it on on the podcast several times, and we say it almost every Sunday night in Pathway our recovery ministry here at the church, that um, discovery, self-discovery is like 90% of recovery. That's mm-hmm. a huge part of it. So when I begin to know the truth about myself, that truth sets me free. And and the truth about myself is there's an essential me that God created way back. And life, uh, misfortune, whatever you want to call it, um, less than stellar child care, whatever, whatever it was, has kind of muddied me up, right? you know, kind of covered me with de- debris. And so it's hard, it's hard to know the difference between the debris and me, mm-hmm. you know, I, right. I don't really know. And so recovery is to begin to, to strip away the extra Velcro parts, the add-ons and, and to find the essential me. And when you find, when you know the truth about the essential you, which God pronounced very good, at least he did with Adam and right. he, I'm assuming he did with yeah. all of us, um, then we're free to be that person. Right. And, and But when I'm that person, and by the way, I think grace is the process that strips all that mm-hmm. debris off, all that bad stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so when I discover who the real me is, I present that to you, and you're like, "Oh my, I, I somehow I can relate. I'm free to relate to the real him better than I was the fake him." Right. And and so it opens up the horizontal relationships. Yeah. And and some people recoil at that. It's like, well, that's a little mm. bit too honest for me. Too raw. Yeah, yeah, too raw. But then other people are like, "Well, shoot, I, yeah, I'll fight." I'll follow suit because I, mm-hmm. I kind of know the truth about me, and so I'm going to let you know the truth about me. Right. And so it, it doesn't just free up individuals. I think it, the freedom in Christ that Paul talks about and John talks about it in different ones, I think it's not just individual, but it's it's also communal. Yeah, yeah. It opens up all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think there's definitely a sense of communal freedom in Acts. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like part of when the spirit comes, there's a yeah. sense of, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and maybe, I mean, I'm just speaking off the cuff here. I haven't thought about this. Maybe this is heretical. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're aiming for. Um, but, um, you, you know, may, maybe part of that freedom is folks giving away their, their stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. the, like the way that their wealth has kind of become a, yeah. a shield or a hiding place. And right. They no longer need that. Yeah. yeah definitely would be true today right people could discover that freedom uh, yeah communally because our stuff has come to define us yeah where we live and what we drive advertises who we want people to think right. we are right and it's when the you know what hits the fan and we r- hit hard times all of a sudden i mean i've had so many in our recovery ministry say i would give up my millions to have peace yeah it's not helping right so yeah 
Uh, I think, and this idea of uh, whole idea of freedom, uh, you know, we can kind of take that. Well, you can just do whatever you want to do, but it is a f- a freedom that has this gravity to it. Yes, not not heaviness, but this pull, attraction, Great attraction. Yeah, yeah, that that moves almost us. like a romantic attraction. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, and, our and, hearts are drawn right toward toward that kind of life. We're free uh, to choose it, but but. Having tasted that, you know, why would you want anything else? And so rather, you know, some people think, well, if, if it's all of grace, then, you know, what's to stop us from doing bad things? Well, it's like if you've tasted chocolate cake, why would you eat asparagus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is a, so, I like that metaphor. <laughs> so uh, I think that, that that is a much, that sets us free uh, to pursue the thing that we we have discovered is real. Yeah. Just a moment of truth here. If the truth sets us free, I've used a similar metaphor with Wayne before, except I said, why would you want beanie weenies when you could have steak? <laughs> he actually wanted the beanie weenies. Oh yeah. Actually, Wayne, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, very weak. Beanie I, I made that choice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. these food so metaphors have to be chosen tonight. very carefully. Yeah. And, and he you, actually did a better job with the chocolate cake asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never knew why people question spam and Vienna sausages. You know, I had spam for lunch. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, what uh, can you say? Right, it, uh, I'm free to eat spam. That's right. Uh, Jason is. So you don't like hog, <laughs> hog lips and hog feet. What? It's the stuff they scrape up off the floor at the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the factory. <laughs> That's what makes they it taste so it. good. That's what makes it stick with you. That's right. Look! Look how old and, and virile we are, and, and you're. Yeah, well, some of us. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> sure it did, uh, but we're free. See. Yeah, yeah. We can, and it really is, you know, a, more, a lot more exciting to think about, and um, about this. Or it feels more like this is what we were created for. Yes. This just this sense of discovery and freedom, and to know that God is pulling us, uh, attracting us. Uh, pers- wanting us to discover these things that he has in mind for us yeah. rather than here's a set of rules, do your best to follow them. Yeah. And when Jesus says, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly, this certainly feels much more abundant than the legalistic approach. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I guess we could assume that most of the people who would listen to this podcast have some interest in God. I mean, the name of the podcast... Yeah. Grace, you know, probably both of them do. Yeah, all, both of you all <laughs> listening. <laughs> but so, so things that typical God lovers would do in our culture, anyway, would be they would go to church, they would worship, they would be generous to others in some way or another. Uh-huh. They would, you, know, you just think Feed of the birds, the, yeah, do the nice things. Right. They would all the things that I used to do as a Christian, as a believer, as a follower were supposed to things. They were should things. Yeah, right. Um, slash requirements. It wasn't said they were requirements, but you knew they were. Mm-hmm. And now um, to worship or to give to somebody, it's like, how how can you not do this? Yeah. How, how can you not spend time with God without saying, Shh, shoot, what a dude. What a, <laughs> you know, yeah. Dad, gum it! You're something else. How could you spend time with people 
in need and not say my heart is crying out for your welfare it's it's not a should it's a yeah because we've been caught in this vortex of grace that's freed us up to really explore what happens in this vortex man all kinds of good stuff happens right yeah i'm wondering about like the difference between a requirement versus a response you know what i mean like i'm 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 responding to generosity versus Generosity is required of me. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a fine line, but, but no, it's not. When you say re- generosity is required of me, that just sticks in my throat. It's like, no. Well, how could you? How could you say those two things in the same sentence? I that, was making a point. No, no, I'm not questioning you. I I think why I recoil is because that's where I lived. Yeah. And I think how can it be true generosity? If we're doing it because it's required of us, there's no generosity in that. Yeah. It's all about me. I think of it like, um, um, like when you do a food drive, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of a running joke is like, we don't want your cans of lima beans. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff you a, don't want. Yeah, there's right. a difference between I'm giving you the stuff that I don't want, mm-hmm. which right. is not truly generosity. Right, right, right. right. Versus I'm giving you yeah. the, the, the first value, fruits, right. the choice right. cuts, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. what do fruit. you want? Let me run out and get it. Yeah, Tell me like, what you want. Like a jar of Spam. Yeah, is absolutely. I know, it it's a can. It's a can. It's, a can. it's kind of it's a square <laughs> can. Yeah. The old kinds had just a pull ring and a lid that you just... Yeah. And they, oh, they had the and twist they key. The key that Oh, yeah, the ones before that yeah. had a twist key. Twist key. It's really cool. Very innovative. I always found extra things to do with those little keys when you were done because yeah. they were just too cool to throw away. Right, yeah. Like you could collect them, put a date on them when you use them. That's true. Uh, you could you could make a chain and put it around your neck. Right. Give it to your girlfriend. Yeah, that would be C. How that, generous that would be. Yeah. Something of value. Yeah. You can always come back around to <laughs> spam is a very But yeah, I think this I think the idea is that uh we don't just do acts of generosity, but we have a spirit of generosity. Yeah. So that it's our direction in life. Yeah. It's this this freedom that we're not attached uh to anything so much that we can't give it away that we can't recognize the need or the opportunity to get rid of some stuff in our lives. Well, several months ago, you really started stressing, Wayne, that the idea that grace is basically limitless. The The supply of divine grace is limitless. Right. And so in the, if you wanted the commerce of grace is it grows when you give it away. It doesn't right. shrink. Yeah. It grows, right. which doesn't make any sense on Wall Street yeah. and the economy of this world. But when you give stuff away, it's like well, you, you turn back around to your storage of stuff and you think well, there's more there than there yeah. was to start with. Right. But it, it's just the way it works. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I have been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 